Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for Black Adam. These powers are not a gift. They're a curse. Hello, I'm J-Law, but you can call me Justin, and if you're joining us for the first time, well, we are Geekcentric, a podcast covering the world of movies, TV shows, toys, collectibles, gaming, and all things Geekcentric. Joining me for today's super-sized, spoiler-free review is none other than the Atom Smasher in my life, Mr. Kevin Hudson. How are you, buddy? I'm doing all right. Am I the Atom Smasher because I'm always getting bigger? Is that, is that what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, it's a I just feel like, you know, give me a break. <laughs> no, I just think, you know, we will talk more about Adam Smasher, but he's he's a bit of a comedic, lovable character, uh, and he has strength like no other. Um, so I feel like, you know, that's a fitting fitting and a tendency to accidentally break things, which has plagued me my whole life, so <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want to say it, but you said it. Uh, that's we cool. Well, we got a lot to talk about today, man. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, this is our spoiler-free review for Black Adam, the latest movie in the DC Extended Universe from Warner Brothers. Uh, a huge thanks to our new friends at Warner Brothers Canada for inviting us to see this movie ahead of its release. This movie hits theaters October 21st. Uh, but before we get into our spoiler-free discussion about this movie, I thought we could uh, spend some time talking about this fan event we were lucky enough to attend also from the invitation of, of Warner Brothers Canada thank you so much uh, which was called Black Adam Rocks Canada now if, if you don't know what this was all about let, let me fill you in Dwayne Johnson star and producer of the highly anticipated Black Adam electrified thousands of Canadian fans in Toronto this past week to celebrate the release of his new DC action film Johnson thrilled more than 900 diehard fans at Black Adam Rocks Canada, an exclusive event at Cineplex's The Rec Room here in Toronto, before surprising 20,000 Toronto Maple Leaf fans uh, at, at the NHL team's home opener, which was wild. Uh, Johnson took to the stage uh, as the as the grand finale of the Black Adam Rocks Canada, where he surprised the audience by awarding not one, but two grand prizes, uh, which included a trip to Los Angeles, uh, tickets to the Warner Brothers Studio Hollywood Tour, uh, courtesy of IMAX, a Cineclub membership, courtesy of Cineplex, and a one-year supply of ZOA, uh, Johnson's sugar-free energy drink, which expanded into Canada earlier uh, this this past week. Uh, the event, which was presented by Audi Canada, Cineplex, and Roger Sports Media, dominated Cineplex's The Rec Room, becoming the first time a movie studio has taken over the entire venue to promote a theatrical release. Following the event, attendees took part in the march to the movie up John Street to Cineplex Scotiabank Theatre in Toronto, led by drummers from Rhythm Works. Excitement on the march of the movie was high, uh, with hundreds of fans chanting, waving flags, and wearing their official Black Adam gear. After the march, participants became among the first in Canada to watch Black Adam before its theatrical release this Friday, October 21st. While fans embarked on the march, Johnson participated in a national red carpet press line speaking with Canadian broadcasters, radio, digital, and print outlets. Black Adam Rocks Canada was hosted 
by Mark Strong, uh, which goes who goes by the the stage name Strizzy, and included DJ sets from recording artist, producer, and official DJ of the Toronto Raptors Four Corners. All attendees received keepsake commemorative tickets and Black Adam swag to showcase their excitement. Fans were also offered world-exclusive photo opportunities, complimentary food, and select attendees took home exclusive prizes, including Cineclub memberships, courtesy of Cineplex, and an evening at the Shangri-La Hotel, tickets to a professional to professional sports games in Toronto, a complimentary stay at the Fairmont Royal York Hotel, and of course, Black Adam Under Armour prize packs and so much more. We actually posted a promo hype reel uh, with some footage that we were able to capture at the event, which is available on our Instagram and on our YouTube. Links will be in the show notes. Uh, but Kev, what did you think of this event, man? This was a wild, wild day. Uh, no, this was this was definitely cool. It's kind of the the first uh, sort of event like this that I've been to, uh, and so it was really cool to you know go into the separate press line and, and get our lanyards like that. Felt very professional. Uh, and then, you know, just walking around the event, there was a good buzz going on. Uh, there was some great food, uh, really tasty yeah. treats they were giving out. Uh, and, you know, uh, while I think the, the, the wait for, for Dwayne himself to, to finally come on stage was a little long, uh, that, that uh, didn't as much build the, my hype level for it as much as it, uh, you know, threatened to diminish it. But I get that it's all about <laughs> pomp and circumstance and you got to plug the sponsors and you got to do all that stuff. But uh, no, I mean, you and I uh, have been friends since the late 90s and, and we sort of, one of the things that, that started our friendship was... Uh, enjoying professional wrestling and so we've kind of been fans of of Dwayne Johnson since you know the late 90s since we were you know just just teenagers and so to finally be that close to him I mean we've been you know and, and we were saying how this is the first time we've been in the same room as Dwayne since we were at the Sky Dome for Wrestlemania 18 when he yeah. took on Hulk Hogan yeah, yeah. in that legendary match but this is a yeah. bit different in that we were no more than about 10 we were to 15 so close. feet away. We got super yeah. close. Yeah. And so, like, that was just, that was sort of a really, really cool uh, moment. So, you know, all in all, yeah. I think they put together a really great event. And, you know, for fans of movies, for fans of DC, for fans of, uh, you know, The Rock himself, this was this was a bit of something for everyone. And uh, it really did deliver in, in, in the hype in that regard. Yeah, no, it was amazing for the city of Toronto to be one of the many stops on the Black Adam Global Tour, and you know Warner Brothers did not disappoint. Uh, it was a very seamless event experience that allowed us, you know, the fans who you know The Rock has in countless interviews leading up with the, to this movie's release has acknowledged that this movie is for the fans. So this was an experience unlike anything. It allowed the fans to interact and see Dwayne and and get that sort of hype as they march towards the movie theater to actually watch this movie in IMAX. Um, so I think it was it was a huge success and, and really great. And I think someone on Twitter was pointing out it's been like 20 years, but I think that was after Mania that, that you referenced. But needless to say, it's been a while since uh, The Rock has been in Toronto. And yes, I'm calling him The Rock because like you said, Kevin, we are wrestling fans. That is how we know him. 
him and he did not disappoint giving us the finally the rock it was so good it was so good to hear and the what happened after was just everyone was chanting rocky rocky like it was wrestling so uh it was it was it was cool it was really great to see so it was a huge event and hats off to the entire pr team and, and warner for creating such an experience you could like you said kevin you could feel the energy and the excitement was really about Dwayne's presence being there and that energy uh leading into it so it was it was it was tons of fun so yeah we're super grateful for the opportunity to be there to cover it uh to to, to be that close to because like man he is huge like you know like again like you, you like you said we, we saw him, we've seen we see we've seen him uh at, at wrestlemania and other wrestling events and even then he's he's already so small because we're so far away in a large arena here we're like as you said 10 to 15 feet away from him and man does he have stage presence beyond anything oh it's just absolutely huge, plus right? plus i mean yeah. when we were watching him in, in wrestling at least way back then he had yeah he was sort smaller. of undergone the he transformation was... that that he yeah. did you know after leaving yeah. wrestling and so to see him that close you know like Boy, howdy, do his shirts fit well. Let's just say that. Um, he's he's a specimen. It's obvious. Um, my yeah. mom is, well, is forever going yeah. to be jealous that we were that close to her her number one celeb crush. So I'll get to yeah, exactly. I'll get to bug her about that one for a little bit while uh, for a little while longer. So that was that was, that was it was just really it was really cool. Um, you know, it, it's one thing to sort of promote a movie like this. It's another to bring a star as big as The Rock into yeah, sort of exactly. you know be around his fans like that 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 just helps elevate things so much more for sure the hype was palpable as especially going into that movie i think everyone was was just riding that wave was excited to get to the theater and watch the movie so with that out of the way let's get into our spoiler free discussion about black adam let me give you some details uh, about this movie from New Line Cinema and Warner Brothers Pictures. Dwayne Johnson stars in the action adventure Black Adam, the first ever feature film to explore the story of the DC superhero, which comes to the big screen from the direction of Jamais Coyette Serra, who also directed Jungle Cruise, another uh, movie starring The Rock. Um, nearly 5,000 years after he was bestowed with the almighty powers of the ancient gods and imprisoned just as quickly, Black Adam, played by The Rock, is freed from his earthly tomb, ready to unleash his unique form of justice on the modern world. Johnson stars alongside Aldous Hodge as Hawkman, Noah Centio as Adam Smasher, Sarah Shahi as Adriana, Marwan Kanzari as Ishmael, Quintessa Swindell as Cyclone, Bodhi Sabangu as Amon, and... Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate. Uh, Black Adam smashes into theaters and IMAX internationally beginning uh, October 19th, 2022, and in North America on October 21st, 2022. It will be distributed worldwide by Warner Brothers Pictures. All right, Kevin, let's get into discussing this movie, starting where we always do. What worked for you, man? Um, you know, it's, it's really interesting uh, because when you have a presence like The Rock, it's it's almost hard to imagine that that he won't just be the main focus of a movie like this and yet i found myself far more gravitated to some of the the secondary characters a bit more uh and for me number 1 would be Pierce Brosnan i thought he was really really excellent um in in his performance here in his role as Dr. Fate um i mean 
we, we always say it with you know some of the the Marvel characters how I'm not too familiar with them going into this project uh, you know uh, and the same can be said about most of the the DCEU characters outside of you know the the big players like Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman um, so I've never heard of Doctor Fate I really didn't know what he was about but again I think just Pierce Brosnan really really brought it uh, in this mm-hmm. movie he was my favorite part of the movie. Um, but I also think the other members of the Justice Society of America, the JSA, um, did their jobs really, really well here. I thought, oh, man, you know, just on the surface, they kind of look cheesy. And maybe we'll get into that as we go along here. But the performances, I think, above all, were really, really solid from all members of the JSA in this one. Yeah, that's exactly what I had written down here, the JSA. I think that uh, they were outstanding. Um, Aldous Hodge as Hawkman, you could feel his energy as a leader. Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate, a very unique character, very Dr. Strange-esque. You know, he brought that level of gravitas to his character and this, this seniority and this confidence. I think, I think that can be said about all the characters in the JSA, that they were confident in their roles. You know, Noah Centio as Adam Smasher and Quintessa Swindell as Cyclone, they were fantastic as well. They were, they were sort of the opposite of Hawkman and Dr. Fate. They were new. They were younger. Uh, They were very much uh, discovering how to be a part of this team. Um, And they had some great moments. I feel like they were the young comedic uh, aspects of this movie, uh, you know, and, and we as the viewer were very much aligned with them as we are new to this as well. Um, and, and, you know, watching their power sets, you know, Adam Smasher getting huge. And, and Kevin, as you mentioned, he's kind of breaking stuff and fumbling as, he, as you see him sort of figuring it out. Whereas Cyclone is just she's so confident, again, in her her use of her powers and the color and, and the, the vibrancy of her powers was was so amazing. The special effects was 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 really, really cool. Um, in all honesty, though, I actually wish that the JSA had their own movie and maybe there is an opportunity for that. I'm not sure. But it feels like, again, like th- this movie has two sides to it. It's it's Black Adam and it's JSA. And, and the JSA definitely stands out. You know, The Rock was The Rock. Uh, and I think he was definitely leaning into being a bit more darker. But at the same time, this isn't that far off from any of the other characters we've seen him portray. But that said, it, it is great to see the realization of Black Adam come to the big screen after, I don't know, 15 plus years of him being attached to this movie. So it was really great to see uh, him finally, finally don the costume and the cape and be the character. Um, I guess the other real big standout for me were these action set pieces that just were so massive and so vicious. They were a wild ride. Um, they, They spared no expense in terms of the level of destruction and just the intensity. And they were very well choreographed and they still stick with me like you know after watching this movie so many days ago they're, they're still in my mind but at the same time that's kind of the only thing that really does stick in my mind i think the action scenes were, were almost a little too heavy-handed so while it worked for the movie in terms of giving us this darker brooding uh you know not your superman not your shazam hero style level action it was just a bit much but still fun I, I think I think you, you you said it fairly well there in that like there was some pretty fun, exciting action pieces. And I just think maybe it was hindered a little by the whole idea about the character being this dark, you know, anti-hero rather than um, you know, our traditional heroes that we're used to sort of focusing on in these films. But 
what sort of hindered that a little was changing it from a an R rating to a PG thirteen rating, which I think mm-hmm. changed the dynamics of some of these action set pieces. So that's that's almost unfortunate just because of the fact that the potential was there and 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 there was a lot of fun. Uh, and again, the, the, it's these secondary characters that bolster all of the action and, and sort of allow you to care about what's going on and allow you to, to care about the fates of, of the characters during these action set pieces. Um, so mm-hmm. I, th- I do think, on the whole, that that element of it was handled well by uh, director Duame Colette Serra. Um, I, I, I think, for the most part, the action uh, lived up to the hype of this being a big, building smashing blockbuster though like you said there are issues surrounding that that we might break down a little bit more yeah no and i i think again that's the entertaining part you know what i mean like what we've just described here and what worked is very much the entertaining part of this movie obviously you have the rock as well you know he is the electrifying man on screen um but yeah let's get into what didn't work and and i guess i'll just kick things off kind of leading off what we were talking about you know the action scenes were great but there was a lot of them and uh, i think that a lot of what didn't work for me really comes from a writing and story standpoint uh the movie is far more spectacle and over-the-top action than than anything else really it feels more concerned about wowing audiences with the intensity of those sequences rather than making you care for the characters Uh, granted as you mentioned there are some characters that you do care for but we don't spend enough time with them we don't there's not enough groundwork really that's laid out for us to really really care and i just feel like the overall like the story is very thin and very lean and and it shows given how heavy-handed the action of of this movie is and how much that is the focus over the story it is it is very much about the the spectacle over the story so for me that is one thing that very much shows in this in this movie it is entertaining yes but there's just a very thin and light story uh that is being stretched for that two hours yeah that's that's the thing it it's like oh god we still have to tell another hour like uh, at the hour point of the movie, I went. There's a whole other hour here, but they're kind of they've they've told us everything we need to know. We've 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 learned the stakes. We know what's going on. What what could they possibly do to fill this hour? And and like you said, it's let's do another big action set piece. And I think the movie wants to play with this idea of you know it not just being black and white. That there are the gray areas in between. Yeah. Uh, you know the the role of morality in 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 doing your duty as a superhero and yet it doesn't spend nearly enough time exploring those ideas and so yeah like those brief glimmers of of dialogue between characters that you get in between the big action set pieces are great and they really showcase the terrific cast that they put together for this movie and i think if a little bit more time had been spent there it would have just justified the stakes a little bit more for everything going on. And I think it would have made all of that action mean a bit more if we just, if we just understood why it was necessary, if anything. And so, exactly, yeah, I just, I just think they, they really missed an opportunity there, especially with the character of black Adam, who I never once I, uh, because they told me, I understood that he wasn't a good guy, but I never once felt that his actions on the screen sort of conveyed that message. I was never once going, wow, this is a real bad guy that that needs to be stopped. I just never f- found that to be the case. 
Yeah, I, I think you're hitting it right on the head there. I, I think that they 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 told more than they showed in those instances, right? Like they they implied that he's a bad guy, that he did these things, and you know he's he's a dark hero, if you will, or an anti-hero or whatever. But I don't know. I don't think I really connected with understanding that he was that character. I I don't know if this does justice to a, a a fitting origin story for him given the fact that like you know we're being introduced to his character and then we have the jsa that's that's very much there as a reminder for him to be what it's like to be a hero to to be you know to be fighting for good and to protect those and i, I see that that's the purpose that they served and why they were interjected in this movie but again like i i kind of wanted to spend more time with with the jsa uh, and, and, you know, kind of learning more about them, even how they're introduced is very fast. It's just kind of like, here it is. It's here's these characters. It, it just all felt like didn't really matter as much, uh, if if anything. It, and the villain was was extremely weak. Uh, you know, again, another faceless villain who's after a MacGuffin that is a key to ultimate power. It just again, it all felt the same of what we've already gotten from past DC movies with heavy-handed exposition, moving fast through certain things, spending more time on stuff that you don't necessarily need to spend more time, and not really having a focus on character rather than the spectacle. Yeah, this is this is very much a case of this might as well have been Steppenwolf again. This is just another big horned DCEU villain um, set out on destruction for some reason. Uh, and that's about all we're gonna we're gonna get. That's about all we're gonna be told. And and then it's you know an hour and a half plus of of fighting over that. Um, and it's so funny that you mentioned the introduction of the JSA, uh, and it was done in such a similar fashion to um, Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad uh, the yeah. first one, right? And like I even found um, Aldous Ald or Aldous Hodge's character of uh, Carter Hall being very much a Rick Flag. Um, yes. And then he's yeah. doing this roll call. Okay, we've got this guy, and we've got this one. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, yeah. he might as yeah. as soon as it, I was waiting for him to say, "And her sword will capture your sword or your soul." You yeah, know, exactly. like, um, yeah. it. So it was very, and then it was just like, "There's the characters. That's all you're going to get to to That's sort of it. know about yeah. them." And and you know, so but please care about them. You know, and again, as we mentioned, you know, in in what work, because the performances were so charismatic and charming. I did kind of care about them, um, but that's a credit yes, to the actors yeah. far more than to the screenwriting here screenwriting, and the story exactly. that they were given. Yes, well said. Well, well said. Um, okay, listen. I think I think we've we've given what works, what didn't work. Um, I think it's time. Let's give our final thoughts and our score, uh, which will be on a rating of one to five Shazams. I like it. I like it. I, now, if I yell uh, my score here and I transform, uh, I apologize in advance. Um, yeah, no, I just think, unfortunately, as much as the hype surrounding this has been, like, the the marketing here has been pretty intense, I think, I think DC's really hoping for a big, huge, uh, blockbuster success here, not that, you know, most of their films are successful from a box office perspective, but in terms of reception, I don't know that they've really done enough here to change the kind of reception that they've they've gotten in the past, the, it, it feels further away from the the best movies of the DCEU and closer to the worst ones, in my opinion. Um, I just I think DC struggles with this idea that just like Marvel, they're trying to combine so many different types of comic book superhero elements. You've got your standard all powerful beings. You've got your 
ancient relics that give people powers. You've got your alien powers. You've got your witchcraft. You've got technology. But they don't seem to know how to mesh all of those ideas together. It all just feels very patchwork. And it doesn't sort of blend into these cohesive stories and these cohesive teams when we do see them all together on the screen. And so I just, I never feel fully invested in believing in these ideas as they're presented to me. And so the whole time watching this movie, it was kind of like, I just don't know what you've done here to make me really care. And then, you know, breaking down the plot without any spoilers, it's, there's just, it's a, you know, bare bones sort of generic, um, you know, a bad guy wants to get his hands on a power for some reason, and that's all you, you're going to know. And, and that just leaves the movie feeling hollow, in my opinion. It just, mm -hmm. it doesn't lend enough to, to justify all of the, 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 devastation that comes in the wake of it and dc just seems to have no problem killing tens of thousands of innocent civilians during their movies and then these people who luckily survive don't seem to be all that upset about it so that 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 always just feels a little weird to me that they're willing to just destroy countless city blocks for the sake of an action spectacle uh without giving us a big enough reason to care dwayne johnson is always charismatic. He's always charming. He always has a commanding screen presence, but he's still just always Dwayne Johnson. And so this is just another movie of Dwayne Johnson doing Dwayne Johnson things, but this time he's got a lightning bolt on his chest. Uh, I just don't find there's enough differentiation when he's in these big action movies to sort of tell which character he's he what what his motivations are all of those things it's just it's just a one note performance that if you like it you're gonna love this you're gonna love to see him in a superhero movie doing big like this is the most he's had because of his powers to to be a badass and to really cause havoc but you know, so again, if you're a Dwayne Johnson fan, this is going to do it for you, I think. You're going to love this. But if you're looking for more out of your comic book movies than than just action set pieces, it's it's not really here. It's interesting that the director and the writers of this have all worked with The Rock in different movies in the past. And I think I liked all of those movies better for one reason or another. Um, uh, there's rumors about the, the post credit scene. We won't get into that, but I'm sure that'll get a lot of people talking probably more so than the movie itself. Uh, especially with regards to, you know, the future of the DC EU. I'm just not sure this movie itself does anything to sort of say we're under new management where we've got a new vision and here it is. Cause this just feels like a lot of the same. A lot of the old. Um, yeah. And that was, that was kind of disappointing. I was expecting to this to feel new and, and different and it really didn't. So as a result, I'm going to give this two out of five Shazams. Well, I got to say, I, I agree with, with much of your sentiments, Kev. Uh, I, I do find myself days after watching this movie, thinking more about, some of the charming cast, like you said, Aldous Hodge, uh, Pierce Brosnan, uh, the entire JSA. They were they were fantastic. I wish we had more time with them. I wish we had more development with them. So hopefully maybe we'll see another story with them. Who knows? And and yeah, The Rock was The Rock, 100%. He got to be a little bit more on the evil side. He is so charismatic and charming and he's so captivating, whether it be in person or on the screen. So I think that this movie, on, on, on those merits, it's going to be a success. And, you know, again, the action scenes, there's a lot of them. But they're good. Uh, some of them are a little more heavy-handed than others, but some of them are, are you know, well choreographed. And this movie delivers on the promise of an adrenaline-fueled, action-packed movie. 
but not much in regards to story and actual character development. This movie feels more like a necessity to introduce Black Adam rather than it being a meaningful origin story. It falls victim to the typical tropes of superhero origin stories with heavy-handed exposition, uh, a faceless villain who's after a MacGuffin, an unlikely team forced to work together uh, with very little background around who they are and what, what where they come from. It all just felt rushed and less less important versus the scope of the action which was which is very much uh, the entertainment factor the wow factor of this movie and and given that last year we got probably one of the best dc films with james gunn's the suicide squad that properly balances story and spectacle i do think it's possible for dc to find a way to tell these stories uh, with a sense of balance. The Rock has been going on the record saying that the hierarchy of the DC universe is about to change. Now, I think you can interpret that on, on different levels. Uh, for myself, in terms of the universe with the introduction of this character, sure, we will have to wait and see, as you said, Kevin, who he's going to interact with uh, in the DC universe. But in terms of a story, this feels very similar to what we have already gotten from the DC universe, which is just a mishmash of so much uh, with a real lack of focus and a hope that what will carry the movie to success is star power the rock pierce brosnan is is this this charming cast that comes together that does make it actually very entertaining that with the action so overall i think this movie is entertaining but for myself it left me wanting more from a story perspective it made it made me want more from the perspective of of just even even being more meaningful in that, as we as we were talking about, understanding the the roots and the origin of Black Adam as an antihero, someone who has to understand what doing bad for good really looks like. Show me that conflict. Show me that meaningful journey. You know, you, you called it out, Kevin. Like there's there's a very hollow aspect to to this movie, and even the human characters, non power strong characters, add to the hollowness. They don't provide any emotional depth it just feels very generic so i was expecting more but that said i do think that people who love the rock who love the dcu this is a movie for them they're going to enjoy the action the spectacle and like you said we're not going to talk about it because if you want you can go on the internet and find out about it but that end credit will have people excited for the future of the dc universe and, and if anything that was the purpose of this movie just saying. Um, so for that reason, I'm actually going to give this a 2.5 out of 5 Shazams. I'm going a little bit higher because, again, the JSA was a highlight. Um, and I think that their their personality really did have me hooked into this movie, more so than than anything from a story perspective. And, you know, you, you called it out, Kev, uh, given the fact that, you know, it looks like there's a shift in leadership that's going to be happening, obviously, at, at Warner with DC properties and, and who knows what's next. Um, you know, with The Rock being Black Adam and his introduction to this universe, I'm wondering, you know, what sort of seat at the table he is going to have in regards to making those decisions, helping push those stories, because he has been in a lot of his interviews talking about doing this for the fans, and this is what the fans want. And I feel like, you know, given his star power and his ability to put asses in the seats, I feel like he's going to have a, a, a large part uh, from a producing standpoint. Like you said, much of the creative team behind this movie are part of Dwayne's team of, at Seven Bucks. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what's next for the DCU with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Well, 
That is it for our spoiler-free review for Black Adam, which hits theaters this Friday, October 21st. Again, a huge thanks to our friends at Warner Brothers Canada for inviting us out for the fan event, Black Adam Rocks Canada, and to attend this IMAX screening so that we could get you this review nice and early. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, feel free to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to write into the show and share your thoughts on Black Adam once you've seen it in theaters, well, you can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com or on Twitter at geekcentricyt or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. Keep in mind, we have a ton of other geeky content out for you to enjoy, including two watch clubs, one we just wrapped for She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, Marvel Studios, Disney Plus original series. All nine episodes are available to stream on Disney Plus with all nine episodes of our watch club available wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, we have our ongoing and or watch club. We are doing it a bit differently. We're doing it in chunks because this is a different series compared to anything else that we've done. So that'll be coming soon. Plus, we also have a ton of interviews for you to enjoy both on podcast feeds and on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash geekcentric. But we also have a ton of new content on its way. We have a spoiler-free review in the works for Tales of the Jedi, the latest animated series to hit Disney Plus uh, towards the end of this month, I believe October 26th. Uh, We also are looking at doing some coverage for the upcoming Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, uh, which is hitting theaters November 11th. Uh, So stay tuned uh, to see what we got in store for you for that, uh, because that'll be hitting both YouTube and podcast feeds. So be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts so you know when our latest episodes drop. But until then, Kev, thank you so much for joining me for today's electrifying, spoiler-free review for Black Adam. And as we say, get home safe, guys. Peace. Peace.